150 years ago, Milton Bradley gave the world the opportunity to simulate the outcomes of their lives in a board game. It started out with a simple checkerboard with as much strategy as a game of Candyland. Today, it has morphed into a winding, choice-filled pathway with points for all of life's achievements. Except pets, that is. What about the cat ladies, Mr. Bradley? It's way more fun than MASH, you know? Mansion, apartment, shack, house, just me? No moral judgments here, but listening to our podcast will award you a bonus $50,000 when you get to that millionaire mansion at life's end. So listen up and pour yourself an Americano cocktail. It's time for episode 16 of Toasting the Classics, The Game of Life. And we are rolling. All right. Welcome. All right, all right. Welcome to Toasting the Classics, the podcast where we take classics, talk about them, have a drink, and decide whether they're genuinely classics. That and was then a the rest of, yeah, have, I think that was pretty solid. Done. I think that was pretty <laughs> solid. Done, yeah. And then the rest of the world, by the way, is forever bound by whatever we decide. That's right. If we decide something's not a classic, we expect it to be dropped off of uh, right. college college reading mm-hmm. lists. Uh, we don't want to hear about can't anybody. Call it, can't call it a classic no, anymore. No, no just can't. This is the imprimatur that you need. So some of, those, some of those which are not classics... Uh, what did we drop? We killed Blazing Saddles. We killed uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I think each of us has... George Carlin. George Carlin. No, not as a a general, just that album. Yeah, just that album. Just that album. We still thought George Carlin was... He is a classic. He is a classic. His first first live album was terrible. Right. I think Douglas Adams is just dead, though. Because I think Hitchhiker's is his best book. We said it's not a classic, so I think... He's gone. According to this, he's canceled. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Does it? So that, does that not cancel? canceled because he's a bad person, but just canceled because but does that just, cancel all like instantiations or variations of the product product? So I mean, like the right, like the movie could never be. So the movie, I think, is clearly not a. Cl- yeah. I don't think anybody really I think thought there's that a was stage great. show. The, maybe I don't know. I don't right. know. There's Musical the radio movie. broadcast. Radio broadcast. They're really, all gone. That might be good. I don't know. No, that no, might no. actually They're be good, gone. but I haven't heard it. So. <laughs> I think it's all. it all falls in the wake of our decision here. So. Well, this is, uh, speaking of decisions, this was my decision, and I chose. We're on free choice. On free choice week. So we can do anything. Anything Anything in any medium that anybody has ever considered a classic. I think there are probably some. Probably some things that would be impractical. We're not going to go to a strip club. Maybe that would probably not a, be a good idea. If you if you all could see the disappointed look on my face right now, <laughs> you'd be crying with me. I mean, I suppose if there is a what for- would that even if, be? If, would if there, there be a, a forum, gentlemen's club? Maybe or? I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. The Playboy so. Club in Chicago. I mean, that would have been kind of kicking it, like nineteen fifties, right? I, not to go with that, but like a bar could yeah. be a classic, oh, and it would be yeah, definitely well, within your brand. Like yeah, if we that, went to some famous bar. I have, if we could work I have that books out on the subject. Literally yeah. have books on the if subject. If we could work that out, I would definitely consider that free choice. My philosophy of free choice week mm-hmm. is that it's a free choice. It is a that free as choice. long as we can sort of, but justify. I'm not going to make you like make an origami pelican or something like that. I mean, if you could talk me through it, <laughs> if there's some classic origami book, I'm, I'm pretty liberal about I don't, this. I so. don't know. I mean, okay. that, I mean, In my, any case. my gut reaction to that is, Ugh, but like, you know, <laughs> well, I thought games were definitely on, on, on the table. We've done video games. Pardon the pun. We've done video games. Um, but this time we're doing, we're doing a physical manifestation an actual of the board game, game and it's on called a board, and the, it game is the Game of Life. That's of right. Life, right. Um, so I chose this one. This is one that my, my kids and I play, and I, okay. I was just kind of wondering about it. It's a really odd game if you think about it, right? It because, is, definitely. And it's, one, it's an odd one when you play it with kids uh, because they're having kids. Like in the game, my right. 10-year-old has like two or three right. kids, keeps having babies, and I'm like, dude, what the heck? You know, <laughs> well, it's not up to him. Do, it's what he do, rolls. Do you not you know? know how to prevent that? Right. <laughs> it's which, not like that you failed as a parent. And it's just, 
you know, running around town <laughs> right. with baby mamas everywhere. <laughs> and then he, does he that, rolls does that, you know? but that, does that jade their, their perception of how thing, how things get done? Like, well, it's just, it's just the roll of the dice, well, man. I have to that, tell that's you. That's why you had a baby. No, no, no. One no, thing that's going to, one thing that's going to mess baby. them up though, is like that in this game, children count as positive money, <laughs> right? which right. is, I have really bad news well, for those of you who haven't had kids yet. Children yeah. are not a positive source of money. You know, if you make less than, I think, 250 grand, you get tax credits for each child. So in okay. that case. True. But then yeah. you've already lost the game of life. If you're worried about it. If you're worried about it. Like if you're counting, if you're keeping score, yeah. you're not doing well if you're getting, you know. Right. Five kids. Or did you say make less than 250000 Yes. Okay. That's, you're fine. Sorry. I thought you were saying if you're like worth less than 250000 No, no, no. If you, I think it's, isn't it like two hundred fifty grand a year? That's when everything yeah, shuts okay. off. That's, you can definitely be succeeding at the game of life and make less than two fifty. <laughs> I'm not that judgy. <laughs> have, have, have 20 kids? Yes. You know, oh, I don't know about that. Child See, tax credit? at some point it's got to be. I met a man once when I lived in Jordan. He was an old Bedouin guy. I met a man once. He was, he looked like he was 80, but he was probably about the age we are now. Yeah. He had, he said, 60 children. Jesus. 60 children by like four different women, married to all four of them, oh, by of the way. And you know what his job was? What? Hanging out in a stand by the side of the road selling watermelons. Wow. That's how this man was providing for his <laughs> 60 children. Well, so they were, they I were feel like game of, life, game of Life, that guy was, unless, by, huh? unless we're talking about from an evolutionary biology right. perspective, he <laughs> right. had lost the right. Game of Life. But in a sense, there's going to be a lot of him around in the future. He's like Genghis Khan. Absolutely. What is that statistic? Isn't it like one-fifth of all people on Earth are somehow descended from Genghis it's, Khan or something like I, that? I believe, if I'm remembering correctly off the top of my head, it's something like 18% of 18%. people in Central Asia. It's just in Central Asia? Yeah, it's, okay. which, is, which is a huge number That's of people. That's a huge number. It is the largest place on Earth. Uh, I'm, well, so, I'm not as impressed as I was, but yeah, it's still pretty good. It's still good. solid. Yeah, and actually, good for him. There's really no reason for to think Genghis. it's Genghis Khan. Oh. It's just somebody who was a Mongolian yeah. from that time period. Okay. It could literally be anybody okay. within his army would have had the opportunity to spread their Y chromosome <laughs> around the world. Would have had the opportunity. You know, yeah. let's just say the opportunity, right? Let's not the, get into the, the mechanics of The willing of that. opportunity? Yeah, no, no will. No will involved <laughs> there. Um, or like how half works are made. <laughs> right. Like invading armies and whatnot. That was, um, that was terrible. I didn't say that. I, have, I hold nothing against orcs or half works. <laughs> yes. So it's just... Yes, on this podcast, we are orc positive. Who discriminates against orcs. That's right. That's right. Just just because they were created by Sauron pouring his malice into the elves. I mean, I don't know why that would create something about it. So, so, okay, so the game of life. Now, why would I I pick it? I knew it had a history Uh that it existed before like 1960 or something like that, which is sort of when this came out. Right. Uh, I didn't realize how old it was, though. So it dates it's not like you picked, you know, the Popomatic Bubble game Trouble. <laughs> right, uh, Trouble. That was just created recently. Right. I mean, this, this, is, this goes back as far as it can go back. And we much. talked about it. We, we you know, we, there's perhaps one of, you know, some of the oldest board games in the world are like chess. Go mm-hmm. is a, is a yeah. really old one. Yeah, yeah, those would definitely qualify. Um, yeah. What are some others that are I mean, there's old. things like Parcheesi yeah, and Checkers, Chinese yeah, Checkers. Yeah. There's uh, Senet, the ancient Egyptian game. Okay. That's probably the world's oldest game. It's okay. got to be. And then there's, like I just discovered in Hawaii, mm. there's a game that they played on okay. a board very much like Senet. Okay. It's like a square board. Uh, and I, don't, I have no idea how you play right. it. But you have to go and get game pieces that are black rocks and white rocks. Right. And it's kind of like Go, actually. Okay. It, so, so what's interesting is those things are very abstract, right? I mean, so mm-hmm. 
yeah. a game piece is a rock and it represents an army or it represents a yeah. person or something or a squad or something like that. Do you think that. that came first though? I mean, do you think do you think when the original version of chess, do you think it was just black and white stones and they had a certain way? It could have Well, you I have know, to you have know. to be able to differentiate yeah, them to give there, them different Yeah, there are different moves, characters right? in chess, but I mean, chess was kind of the first one where they were stylized. Right. Right, because um like Chinese checkers and all of those. It is a game of war, but it's simply a rock that you're moving around and trying to... I cannot remember how to play Chinese checkers. I, I played it all the time when it's, I was a kid, actually. My a, grandmother and I used to play it, but... But let's say, just, che- let's say just You're checkers. moving towards the middle, right, kind of like right. checkers, but anyway. But let's say checkers, right? Right. Um, you're kinged once you get to the end and you can right. you know, get the other thing on top, but that's a representation, right? It's an abstract thing. Sure. It could be a rock, you know? Yeah, well, you well know, you'd have to be able care. to double it in some sure. way. Sure. A bigger rock or the something. The point is it doesn't look like anything. No, just a little tab, hockey puck. Actually, what I remember thinking when I had two checker pieces together mm-hmm. when I was a kid mm-hmm. that it kind of looked like a crown. Yeah. And yeah. it's got the little divots that kind of right. pop up. You know, yeah. I, I kind of remember thinking like, yeah, it actually it feels like sense. I've got a king Yeah, it sort of makes sense. But it is an abstraction. Um, no question about so, it. So, you know, the representation, you know, where, where the things actually represented like things on the board or mm-hmm. the player piece. Mm-hmm actually represented real things, right? Like small things, rather than a whole army or something. Um, yeah, that came along in like the 19th century, and we see that here with the Game of Life. So the Game of Life was developed by um, Milton Bradley. Right. Or is it Milton Berle? Uh, it's definitely <laughs> not Milton Berle. Just a joke. Yeah. Seriously, I know who Milton Berle is. Yeah, I had um, a moment. But, uh, it was, and by Milton Bradley, we don't mean the outfielder for the Dodgers right. in the early 2000s. Dave, Dave actually did the, the head cock. Here? Definitely. I have been, I have made myself look very stupid by not understanding people's jokes sometimes. I was sitting around a campfire with my friend's dad one time and he was using cardboard as kindling. And I was like, oh, or sorry, pizza boxes. Uh And I was like, oh, I never thought of that. That's a great idea using things like that. And he's like, yeah, this is what the astronauts use to start fires. (laughs) And I was like, what is he talking? Has he had a stroke? (laughs) Oh, oh, it's a joke. Oh. And he was looking at me like I was of subnormal intelligence <laughs> for a second. It's like, it's like, wow. son, your friend's an idiot. Yeah, I'm a little yeah. bit of a dip. Yeah. So, but uh, so so this was actually developed in 1860, a long 1860, time ago. 1860. Yeah. By uh, Milton Bradley, the game designer. He became. He was actually. He was a lithographer. Is that what you would call it? He. I think so. Yeah. Had a lithograph. Is that the same um, as business? woodcutting? That's different than woodcutting. Sort of similar techniques, but a I different, think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Different than a woodcutter, but I mean, you you would make prints essentially so you'd print i mean things. like like someone like gustave Doré, where they say like his field is like mm-hmm. uh, uh woodblock prints like you yeah. get those or like hogarth you know those mm-hmm. ones like gin mm-hmm. alley and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that like yeah. isn't that done on a wood anyway i don't it know it is that's i think that's what i think that's what kind of this is but he came up with uh, his original game was called the checkered game of life okay um yeah we was, have we have a printout here of the original yeah. checkered this is the 1860 checkered this game is the of 1860 life? checkered oh, wow, game okay. of life you, get, you can go look it up just uh, google uh the checkered game of life game board and you'll see it. And this is his original design. It was, it was then updated, I believe 1960 to the game that we pretty much know and love today. Similar. Um, yeah. It's, it's been similar. evolving over the last 20 years. It has been years, evolving just to kind of keep up with the times and so yeah. forth. And things like occupations change and, and events might change, become, you know, things that are significant. We don't do cotillions or something like that, coming out parties maybe right. anymore. I mean, the 1860 um, game gave you points for how many slaves you died with and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I, think was, a, I think it was, was a little northern, bit of a different cultural I think context. An, I think he was a northerner. Yeah, oh, that's probably, I'm sure uh, that's, I'm actually 100% sure that's true. But yeah. he did have, there were a couple of, like you fall into poverty, it just says poverty. Uh, it's the poorhouse, right? Yeah, in the, the, uh, the poorhouse. And, and well, that, that lasted until like the 60s and 70s. If you look at the very the poor house. bottom, if you look at the very bottom, second from the, 
the left it just says disgrace disgrace <laughs> right like you are you are disgrace so that would be a bad thing in our lives today but we just wouldn't phrase it that way right and be like oh your life has ended in disgrace i mean can you think of famous people there's famous people whose lives like michael jackson or bill cosby Bill Cosby's yes. life has ended. Yes. He landed on the square yep. disgrace. Absolutely. Now, he didn't just randomly roll it. He put himself there. Right. But <laughs> Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Right. Yeah, definitely. So we have things like uh, disgrace. You have, what's the fat office? I don't know. Where's that? It's, it's a, Where's the fat it's office? It's worth five points. It's uh, oh, yeah. second from But bottom. it's a good thing? Yeah, it's a good thing, whatever the fat office is, because college you get five for going to college, I guess. Yeah, if you're getting points for it, it must be a good um, thing. I think it might just be like, it was hard to get fat in those days. I guess so. So, well, because it's influence to fat off. So, if you have influence, it takes you to the fat office. Right. Influence. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the fat office is some kind of political. Where, where do you term. see? Where do you see? Oh, influence to the left of it. Oh, influence. Influence, influence leads you. to influence leads to fame, and then fame would no influence. influence. If you land on influence, it says too fat office. Oh, too fat office. Jump. Yeah. So it's got to be some kind of political. A point like like, like you're living bribes off. like bribes or something yeah or like uh, or, or like uh, oh what's the term for when you get the first, like pork barrel kind of term like a term <laughs> right. like that like I don't know that's okay, my so, so what, hypothesis what, for what that means so let me I'm gonna try to describe it and just go out and Google it uh, if you're familiar with the, the, the so it looks like a checkerboard it looks like a checkerboard versus uh, the, the game of life which has kind of a path. Around a board, the modern kind of, one does. Yeah, the modern the, one. The modern one. I think draws on shoots and ladders or sort snakes. Of and, yeah, what is it? Snakes and snakes and ladders is the old British version, snakes right? Snakes and ladders, shoots and ladders. Yeah, shoots and ladders yeah. is what I played when I was right. a kid. But snakes and ladders because it's got this winding path right. that's got various things that mm -hmm. drop you mm -hmm. to various places, right. and uh, maybe it's even kind of like Candyland. Candyland yeah. is yeah, kind of like an that. old classic game. And you have too. this dial that you spin. You don't have dice. You have mm -hmm. a dial that you spin, and, and you do that number of moves, and then whatever you land on, it has some type of thing significance to it. Oh, a tip that I learned is a dad uh -huh. and I want to put this out there everybody who's not a dad please stop listening for a minute but there's a part of the game where you can land on it and you get to spin what the they, spinner what if they don't know they're a dad well then they still listen then they can't okay. listen oh, they don't, don't, okay. so um, there's a spinner that you spin and whoever chooses the right square gets a bonus of money on it okay. I won it four times out of four because I realized how hard my kids would spin the spinner. And oh. I put my thing, and I got it right every single time. <laughs> it was, and I, I ended up winning by about that margin so of the game. So you just so have to be smarter than your children. Basically. To win the game. Yes, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And just hope your wife is looking at her phone so much she's really not paying attention. <laughs> she just doesn't to, care. doesn't care who yeah. wins. Okay. Which is exactly what Well, happened. that might be hard for some listeners, but you know. Yeah, that might be. But but, uh, uh, but for the most part. So the, then the, so the checkered game of life, what's different about it is you start, I don't know what square you start on, but. At the so checkered you, game of life? So yeah, it looks that's a good like you, question. So it looks like you go, you go. There's no obvious. From, so happy old age is up at the top. Yeah. So, oh, you started infancy. Okay. Well, infancy. infancy. Okay. And then, and then from infancy, which is apparently a covered wagon. Go. What is that? I guess. No, it's a. Is it a baby like basket? Maybe it's shoes. Is it a baby basket? Maybe a bassinet. Bassinet, perhaps. I don't know. This is the teacher. This is the. Uh, you have. You might have the teacher's copy of this. I've got the student's copy of uh, the of the of the printout. So I can't really. I think it's, I think it's the same. Make same copy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But then where do you go from infancy? I guess you can go to school. You go straight to disgrace. Yeah, there's mine. disgrace really after that. Maybe you go up and down, kind of Bustrophedon maybe. But uh, yeah, it looks, you okay, can go so to Congress. I, you know, oh, these are, these are, these are spaces. So you would roll something. Right. And then you, you would land on whatever you land on. It looks like there's a spinner. 
Yeah, there. So or is that a thing to keep track of how many? That's your points. No, this that's was how okay. You keep track so of your they points. did have a spinner. They didn't have dice because dice was associated, associated with gambling. With gambling, right? So they had right, a, a spinner thing. That's probably why you still have the spinner. Gambling today. can lead to jail or disgrace. Yes, so we it can. don't. We don't do that. Uh, crime. Well, gambling is actually one of the squares. So gambling the, to ruin. So essentially, you have good uh, kind of attributes or characteristics or traits or whatever. So you have perseverance. Okay. If you land there, then you go to business, wherever the business is. Uh, yeah, I don't see. I don't see business. I see bravery, and then, industry, honesty. Uh, you, yeah, you hit honesty, you go to happiness. You hit industry, you go to wealth. Crime, though, you go to prison. Right. You you land on idleness, and you go to disgrace. Oh, idleness. Leads idleness to leads disgrace. to disgrace. Yeah, I, I don't that know if sense. that's right. I think idleness. I could conceive of it leading to poverty, but I don't know if disgrace because you're idle. Why? That's Ga- not- gambling leads to ruin. I can see that. And intemperance to poverty. What? I've seen mm. rich drunks. Yeah, you can't, definitely. You can't, you can't convince me of that. It's a danger, I, are I suppose. One. I would think intemperance leads to disc. Yeah, these are hard to... So, <laughs> oh, some things overall... Ha- so, some things have not changed. Government contract leads to wealth. There you go. Definitely. Wow. That's yep. fantastic. Yep, that is definitely true. I'm seeing... Um, obviously, there's a moral message mm-hmm. in this old version. Mm-hmm. And it, the thing is, the moral message of the new one is way more subtle. And I don't even know if it's a moral message, but it's like a clearly money values are placed on certain things in life. Like if you don't have children, you lose points. Right. And I don't know if that's obviously some kind of a judgment about how people should live their lives. I don't really know that that's. So you have to kind of ask yourself, what are the things that this is valuing? Right. It tries, it pretends to be saying that it's just how much money you end up with. Right. I think is, but, but it's giving money for things like children that in real life are not. I mean, clearly, that's an interesting question. So clearly, children cost yes. a lot of money. Yes. So clearly, we to some, pe- to some people. Uh, for, well, <laughs> okay. You mean like if somebody's like, uh, I guess if they're on the dole kind right, of thing. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, anyway, it's still opportunity costs and sure. things like that. So sure. clearly, we do place a monetary value mm-hmm. on children. Right. It's an innate one. We're not making a conscious decision about how much they mm. cost. But there's a, a value. Sigh. I'm sorry about that. There's a, for the kinds of people like yeah. ourselves who actually plan their families and choose sure. how many children to have and things right. like that. We obviously have some background amount that we attach to these right. kids that makes it worth. And I, oh my God, it must be so much, <laughs> right? It's right. way more than $50,000. Yeah. Right. At $50,000, I'd have 10 kids. Not, I'd be like, whatever. That's not nothing. measurable. That is not, not measurable. It's yeah. gotta be like a million dollars in real life money, right? Well, Because think about all the things you could have if you didn't have children. Yeah, I know. You know? And I it's, think about it every. Not, <laughs> I actually, I ne- I've never thought about it. My kids listen to the podcast, so yeah. you guys are precious to me, and That's you're right. worth every every hour and dollar that I've. He spent. is not currently googling. No, I'm not googling. You know, like ways out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the whole. Um, Putting a number on things, I mean, that's a great point. Okay, so 1960. Right. What was precious to America in 1960? What was precious to America? Yeah, in what, was, what was America like? Um, well, I mean, people were coming out of the war and they were, they were buying lots of stuff, getting we were a wealthy, house. Man. We, like were, we were on top of the people world, were affluent. Right? Well, I mean, America as a country was. White people, you know, white I mean, people. this is definitely something to, right. to keep in mind. Everybody was a single earner This was household. not designed for black people in 1960. I mean, no, it just I don't wasn't. think so. It, so. it wouldn't have had it. it yeah, but, because, so the market, well, I mean, for instance, you buy a house, you'd land on a square to buy a house, not something available to African-American families right, in the 1960s. Right, right. You literally could have all the money that you right. needed, it go and try to it buy didn't, a house. It didn't and, say, you're black, go to this neighborhood instead. But there, like is a, there is a version of the game of life called 
black man's game of life. Yeah, and what it's, called re- reality? Well, it was a little harsh. It yeah, was, it was pretty it was, harsh. For 2021, maybe a bit but much. The point, but the point I'm making is that it, 1960, so. 1960, you've got, you know, the rise in consumerism, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, we also have still that whole American spirit of, of pull yourself up by the bootstraps, anybody can make a million dollars, the American dream. Sure. All of that in 1960. But it was defined as your white picket fence house in the it suburbs. Was. You know, it like. was. But but what I'm thinking, like here uh, in the in the new game of life, you get assigned an occupation, and there's a uh, dollar um, matching that occupation, a dollar amount that you get every year, right? Your salary. Right. Um, nothing like that on the old one. The old one was kind oh, of like you're just. It it's was, just random. You get a government contract, you're wealthy. Right. You know, type of right. thing. It's just whatever you do. And that government contract is just a random thing that falls into your lap based <laughs> on no merit Apparently. whatsoever. Yeah. And then you go to the fat office. I don't know. Before, the before, fat before, before we Before we um, move on, we've got a, a, a delicious-looking cocktail staring oh, us right in the face. Oh, I was just about to talk about it. So, so what did you choose and why? So I chose the um, – this is called the Americano uh, cocktail. The, the Americano cocktail was created about 1860. That's kind of why I went with it. Plus something different, you know, I started looking into uh, what do we drink in 1860? You know what we drank in 1860? I don't know. We drank whiskey at Bad whiskey, in 1860. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's too early for that. And I thought, well, we've done that and we'll probably do that again in the future. So yep. what's something fun that we can drink? Uh, the Americano developed about 1860 in Italy. So why is it called the Americano? Uh, because that's what they called us. I mean, that's their name for Americans. Um, they think that this is how we drink, or I don't really know. Maybe don't know why actually. It's, oh, it's, okay. They think the word amer means bitter. Yeah, in, in I'm Italian. I'm going Spanish, so I imagine it's very similar. Yeah, and uh, and so this is actually made with uh, there's there's two drinks here. There's the hold on just a minute. Let me make sure I, I'm not getting it wrong. Okay. Well, what you're looking up the what what's in it and the amounts. Well, it uh, it appears like kind of looks like an Italian soda. Yeah, sort of. Well, it has uh, vermouth, sweet vermouth. Okay. Uh, sweet Campari vermouth. was the one I wanted to make. What make is Campari? Sure. So Campari is it's an a liqueur, herb, right? It's an herbal bitters. It's not oh, a liqueur. It's a okay. it's it's a wine base. Okay. But it's mixed with botanicals and everything else. It gives it a really bitter taste. Okay. Um, almost like a wormwood based drink, like an absinthe mm. or something like that. That really bitterness that, that they have. Yeah. I'm but it's uh, made with wine, botanicals, okay. uh, and it's considered a bitter. But that's the red color. Uh, okay. The vermouth would be, and it's almost like a syrupy drink. The vermouth, obviously, sweet vermouth is um, it's fortified wine. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Also, so that'll give you your sweet. So is that flavor. different than sherry? Sherry is when you distill wine. So this is fortified. This wine. is fortified wine. So it's sweetened, meaning you just create it with more sugars to get. I think so. Stronger. Okay. And. Uh, also botanicals in it, spices and things like that. It's proprietary. Okay. So that's what vermouth is. And right. then it's topped and is vermouth with like a regional appellation. It has to be a certain kind of thing to be called um, vermouth. It's a good question. I don't know. It's they're both okay. Italian. I mean, this is this is all. Stri- I mean, vermouth. Vermouth was that created is so in, not in an Italy. Italian word. That's yeah. weird. I wonder what. The and then uh, Campari hmm. obviously was Italian as well. Yeah. And then so it's really just equal parts club soda, uh, sweet vermouth, Campari. I use two ounces of each in here. Okay. Um, you're about 20% ABV on yeah, this drink. Yeah, I was going to say, there's so nothing particularly yeah, hard in there. It's a pretty so. light drink. Yeah, so okay. cheers. I'm going to take a sip. Yeah, let's, cheers. It is bitter. I taste mm-hmm. that. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but there's a bitter taste to it. Yeah, um, that's going to be that lingering thing in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, the sweet vermouth obviously kind of torches that a little bit, uh, evens it out. Oh, it's definitely got a yeah. really bitter aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm not necessarily yeah. hating it, but it's definitely a bitter aftertaste. And that's a, the aperitif kind of thing. So that can we you? About. So 
so the bitterness of beers mm-hmm. is measured in is it IBU? IBU. Okay, yeah. so can you apply that to things? Unit. Can you apply that I've to never, other? I've never heard it applied to anything else other than beer. Okay. Okay. And it's okay. really just the strength of the. Because if this were compared to. Mm-hmm. The beers that have high, this would be a high IBU, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had, like, even a really strong IPA that's leaving this kind of aftertaste in my mouth. That's the thing is the aftertaste. Yeah. That's the, those it's, are the botanicals. That's the really yeah, bitter. I definitely tasted it on the first sip, but it's, like, stuck in my there's mouth. A, there's a drink called Malort. Okay. So it's a liqueur, and it's popular in the Chicago area. I think it came from, like, Sweden or Poland or something like that originally. Okay. Malort. Yeah. Okay. That's Look up uh, Jepson's Malort and... God, it's so freaking bitter. It's like a grapefruit really? liqueur or something, and it, and it has wormwood in it, which Oof. is, you know. Were that. you with me the time I ordered a grapefruit beer down at Spotted yeah. Dog? Yeah. No, I, no, I wasn't. You told me about we it. Got, we, got a, yeah. we got a couple of pints. My friend Matt and I both took a first sip, and we were both like, this is the worst <laughs> beer I've ever had. And yeah. the lady came back, and she was like, oh, could I, and, and could I, like, you know, get you something else. And my friend was like, yeah, definitely. And I was like, no, this is my fault. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and drink know, this. Drink and I suffered beer. through this yeah. grapefruit beer. But it was. Sometimes it don't work. But yeah. Anyway, so that's our cocktail. Hopefully, hopefully you're sipping it as well. It's uh, it's actually not bad. I mean, it's pretty good. No, I could order solid. it. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Kind of reminds me of um, when you, and I don't know why it reminds me, maybe just because it's fruity, but you get those apricot um, mm-hmm. spritzers. Mm-hmm. They're really yeah, yeah. popular in mm-hmm. Europe. Like I've got, yeah. gotten those a lot of times. I don't know what goes into those, but maybe it kind of reminds me of sitting something I'd sip in a right. similar. I remember getting one of those at a cafe in Amsterdam, like sitting on a canal, mm. and like it was very pleasant. Yeah, you know, like oh, it was very, I, I very imagine pleasant so. Way to spend an, an no, hour. it should be served in a Tom Collins glass, uh, tall glass. What's I a Tom Collins glass? It's a tall and skinny. Okay. Uh, glass. I think I know what you mean. Um, yeah. I didn't have any of those. Okay. It also, should be garnished with either orange or, or lemon, but I didn't have any of those either. Oh well. <laughs> so here we go. Oh well. Here we are. Gotta do. What we gotta this do. This is we actually. Do. This is actually the first thing that James Bond orders in hmm. the first James Bond novel, Casino Royale. He orders a he orders Americano. Americano. Yeah, orders an Americano. Isn't that not, strange? Not the Vesper, as we all. Vesper? That's the lady's Vesper. name, right? Yeah, but he cr- comes up with the uh, oh, Vesper Oh, right, 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 right. The cocktail, yeah, that's funny. Um, that's it, yeah. Did they ever make a film of Casino Royale, like in the oh. original Oh, back in the sequence? day? They didn't, right? No, there was a... I or think they did like a, a knockoff. Peter Sellers, I think, did yeah. like a knockoff yeah, yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was called Casino Royale. I or think something. it was. Was it? I think it was. I think Woody Allen appears in it, if I remember maybe right. Maybe it was Woody Allen or Peter, not Peter no, Sellers. No, no, it's Peter oh, Sellers. Oh, I think it? that's okay, right. right. That sounds right to me, but I never actually saw it. Yeah. When you played this game, how'd you do? You, you played with the whole family. Yeah. All four. Yeah. Of them. I think okay. I came in like first or second, something like that. Okay. You know, there's always the to- one of the toss ups is do you go to college or not go to college? That's a big one, right? yeah. That's a, and that's kind of at the, at the beginning. What'd you go with? Um, I think I went to college. I can't remember. What I, I think I became like a orthodontist or something like that. Okay. You know, making it's good, good job. money. Yeah, you that's know? a good job. Making good money, but you just build your money up. And I think uh, the thing is, though, it's the delayed gratification. Right. Right. Which is a great lesson to learn. I mean, you, you can make, look, you can make 40000 right now, not I, go to college, or you can make right. 120000 if you wait three years or something, yep. whatever it was. I, uh, I'm not sure what the lesson actually ends up being because I did not go to college. Did not have any college debt. Started earning money right away in the right. game and won the game by, by like, hands down. And that's that's an argument. Yeah, um, so know. it was a question of, like, that was the – there were a couple more strategic decisions. Like, I don't know how your version of the game is, – is it similar to the one that mm-hmm. I have here? Yeah. Okay, so the version I have here is something we bought uh, maybe four or five years ago and just got it at Walmart. And they have these pared-down – extremely cheap versions of classic mm-hmm. games that you right. can buy now for like $10. Yeah. That's what this is. This mm-hmm. is 
pretty pretty low part quality yeah. from from having played it. Um, oh, the other decision you had to make was whether or not to buy a house. Mm-hmm. You get a house card and you have to decide where to buy it. And I looked right. at them and a couple right. of them I was like, actually my expected value of this money is, is to not get that much. So mm-hmm. I didn't end up buying all the houses. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a decision. But I literally did like an expected value outcome <laughs> calculation in <laughs> right. my head. And I'm like, that's, so there, there is a little sure. bit of strategy to it. There are branching paths mm-hmm. right. where you decide what to do. You have no choice but to get married. Right. I thought that was... That's interesting, huh? What is that all about? I don't know. Because you're not allowed to have kids until you get married. Right. We had that discussion in my family because yeah, even sure. the baby was like, you can have kids if you're not married. <laughs> and I was like, y- you can. Uh, so, but this game is telling you you can't. Right. Um, and uh, I don't, there's a value, not even just a value judgment of like how much it's worth, but there's like a moral... Moral value judgment, judge there, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, okay. So that's one thing to keep in mind. That might be the leftover from 1960. You know, I mean, it just kind it of could has be, yeah, been right. Along. I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't because really also the game pieces are blue and pink, which true, you that's know? true. So it's uh, the kids had big, uh, big um, issues about who was choosing what for their children. Like uh-huh. when we had babies and put them in our car, like my daughter was very offended that I picked up a blue one first, so I uh-huh. changed it and put in a pink uh-huh. one okay. first, and you know, because they represent gender, because right? they represent yeah. gender yeah. exactly. So she's she's always she's the gender Nazi in our family. Oh, like if anybody goes outside of gender rules, it upsets her. Yeah. Deeply. Well, she's at that age. Other too. people are kind of no. Nah, it's been no. since day one. Like really? since she was a little tiny thing. She's always just enforcing gender rules. Yeah. Like, although we're having some interesting conversations about it now because she has a friend at school who's even more like that. Mm-hmm. I think she comes from a pretty traditional like Catholic family, mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, you know, my daughter was like, she's really into space right now. She talks about space all the time, and this girl's like. Girls aren't interested in space. You can't, and I was like, tell that girl she yeah. doesn't know what she's talking right. about. Yeah. My daughter is Girls don't know math. Girls know sewing and I know. Baking. I was just like, who is this kid? Like, I was like, do you really want to hang out with this what kid? What era like, is she from? I don't know. I mean, watching, watching too much I Love Lucy or something. I don't know like what that. The, I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah. So, um, But that's definitely not how we talk about things <laughs> in my family. So. so a lot of that's probably left over. And like you said, you know, there, with each of these things, it, it's either a... a monetary value or a moral value right. kind of associated with it, right? Well, and in this game, you only win by how much money you build up. So everything right. that's moral has to be given a money value. That's right. And you also have a lot of risk, um, mm-hmm. which will affect... They say the strategy is to always risk things, but hmm, I did really? not benefit from any risks I took. I took the risky path towards the end. You have yeah. to choose the risky path or the easy or the path. Safe path. I mm-hmm. took the risky path, lost $100,000 on it, and it didn't even really hurt me. Okay. So... Well, if you... I, I guess... Yeah, it makes sense if you have a lot of money or equity built up, right? You can afford to risk That's things, true. And you know? that was kind of my philosophy. I was yeah. like, I'm way ahead. Like, I right. think I can take a chance here. And I did, and it hurt me, but not enough to make a difference in the game. So Yeah, it's so, and it's so strange. I mean, the let's go back to the original version. Generally here. speaking, when you play board games with your kids, mm-hmm. do you play all out no, and try to beat them? I don't care. No. I mean, do you, you dumb it down and let them win? Or well, do you I mean, it, it depends. Sometimes there are those games where there's strategy. Yeah. And there are things you can do, cutthroat things you can do. I usually don't. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I usually don't Not do cutthroat that. cutthroat stuff. Um, um, but I mean, like, you know, certain strategies like uh, Monopoly, you can buy property before somebody else has a chance to buy right. it. So they own two properties. You buy the third, things right. like that, so that they, that can't, they can't yeah. have a monopoly on those spaces. Things sure. like that. But I don't really care about that. But there, you know, oftentimes what happens is, you can't control like the roll of the dice or the flip of a card and you'll end up 
getting like some benefit that really, them. yeah, 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 yeah it really yeah. hurts them. I remember the first time I played a board game with my son. He was three. And uh-huh. We got like something came with his McDonald's Happy Meal, uh-huh. and we set it out and played it. And he was just having the best time. He was yeah. like, he like loved the concept of a board game. First time he ever played, going around the thing, and at the last second, I rolled on the spinner or something. It took me to the end, and I won. And he literally picks up the board game, throws it on the counter. <laughs> and goes, I hate this stupid game. And I was like, oh, that's me. Yeah. That's my personality, right? Yeah, it was the first him. time I'd ever seen that temper. Wow. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. That is not going to help you yeah, at all. That won't like, help. Ha- like losing your dish every time yeah. you lose is not a good trait. My, my so. son does the same thing. Yeah. Exact same thing. I think yeah. a lot of people do. So. Yeah. Well, kids especially. But my dad, when I was a kid, we used to play Risk. Oh, yeah. And he that would like, like, beat me to a bloody pulp in risk <laughs> and like make me play the whole game. Like I wasn't uh-huh. allowed to quit. I remember watching the armies pile up and I'm just like, can I go to bed? <laughs> no. And I realized, I think, I think I know why he did it. Hmm. He was a little brother. He was uh, the baby of three brothers. So he was getting and beat all the time. And they just pounded him yeah, and stuff all the time. I'm sure. I'm sure Absolutely. they were merciless. So he was like, he was like, I gotta, I gotta win finally, you know? So I'm looking at, at the, at here you have, again, you have ambition, which leads to fame mm-hmm. and you have fame, which, gets you is worth money this, this is, is, the, this the, is the old one the yeah, checker yeah. uh you have poverty you have truth and nothing is, is associated with truth there's no doesn't lead to anything it doesn't it's not worth That's anything where's that uh right underneath it's wealth kind of like top. its own square yeah truth truth yeah, you yeah. Have matrimony which again doesn't oh you do have cupid <laughs> so uh-huh. you have cupid cupid leads, goes, to matrimony. leads to matrimony oh that makes sense i suppose yeah um to, to, to politics to Congress, huh? Politics to Congress? Yeah. Where's oh, Cong- and Congress is worth five. Okay. Honor is worth five. Okay. I don't associate those two. Congress honor. Uh, no. Shouldn't have said that. Sorry if you're listening. If we have uh, congressmen listening Congress, to us, yeah. Congress people. That's listening. a nice problem to have. Oh, right. there's just too many congressmen listening to our podcast. Well, government contract leads to wealth, and it's pointing to. Huh. Where do, look at where it, they, they don't necessarily point to where they go. Oh, like so, the finger doesn't point yeah. to? Yeah. Government so like, contract leads to wealth. Oh, it's kind of in the right. It's northwest. Northwestish. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. So it's kind of going in the right Politics direction. Politics is actually pointing at crime, not happiness. Politics points to crime. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. And beyond crime is Congress. But politics leads to Congress. Yeah, leads to Congress. It's pointing at Congress. Yeah. But it does also lead point to happiness. Hon- honesty, po- honesty points to, pa- to happiness. Uh, industry to wealth. So, did you have anybody in your game have to borrow money? No, that didn't happen. No. Yeah, we did. Did we, you? Yeah, my wife right at the beginning because she had just paid for college and then she uh, had something else, yeah. so she had to borrow money. And I was thinking, like, it's not that brutal in this game. It's just you borrow money and you pay it back with interest. Right. Um, but I was I was remembering like Monopoly, right? Yeah. Like. Louis C.K. has a whole bit about just how dark Monopoly is. Like it goes, you know, it's kind of like I was saying about losing risk because it goes on for a while and you're right. getting murdered. You yes. Know? And yeah. Monopoly is even it just worse. Keeps you're like going. borrowing money. Yeah, it just like, keeps going. I, mean, I don't there's, know what there's the no, lesson they're there's trying no to There's no way out it. of it. I yeah. Mean, there's absolutely no way. If, if you've got no pieces, you know, yeah. you've got no property, whatever, and people have hotels and stuff on the property, you're screwed. Yeah, you know, because yeah. there's no way to get which I guess out is the it. name of the game, right? It's monopoly. It's once you establish a monopoly, that's the point. That's it. Yeah, and you have to establish as many as you can. There like should all be the railroads, all the utilities. You yeah. should be able to, to walk away <laughs> from the game at some point. Like, yeah. did you ever play Axis and Allies? So you're saying this should be like a suicide card? It's just just something. When a certain point person gets to a certain amount of net worth, the game's over. Yeah, like sure, don't make sure. everybody keep playing <laughs> at that point. That's horrible. well, that guy does have. Doesn't, doesn't the guy have like a like a diamond on top of his cane, the Monopoly guy with the monocle. 
Yeah. Doesn't he have like a like a diamond? I mean, he's a fat cat, right? He's like yeah. a he's a yeah yeah yeah. He's, he's a supposed to be robber yeah. ro- a robber baron. Robber baron. Yeah, yeah I think so. Much. He's like Carnegie or something. Have you ever been to Atlantic City, which is where that was? Based out of, I um, went to a bachelor party one okay. time, and I had to drive my wife to her friends. Uh, what do you call it before they get married? Like engagement party, uh-huh. and so I had to drop her off in Brooklyn at the in Queens actually at the engagement party. Drive down to Atlantic City. Yeah, go to this guy's bachelor party. Sleep for three hours, drive back, and pick God. her up. So that's my experience of Atlantic City. Yeah, I literally cool. just went to like a bar with my friends for Pretty a couple terrible. of hours. I yeah. didn't see. Do you remember? City. Do you remember the it bar? It looked like a dump. The oh, city looked okay. like looked awful. Yeah, but I don't know if that's actually accurate. Got, they've got some amazing bars there. Well, like two really amazing bars. Okay. One I think is called the Irish Pub. Is what, what I think it's well, called. That's, that's creative. Yeah, I know, right? But it's at it's at like one of these, you know, one of those famous. Uh, addresses and it was and it looks like oh, nice. it, it actually nice the rumor is the hotels playing piece in Monopoly is based on what this place looks like oh it's cool. cool as can be that's very and cool it has, yeah. you know really old school elevator in it yeah. like with the metal well that's why I prefaced like it happened. with saying how perfunctory my visit to Atlantic City was because I'm like I didn't really <laughs> no 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 I, I, think, I think most of it is Atlantic City, I, don't, so. I don't think it's a dump per se uh, although my my co-author on that one book Bucket List Bars uh his name's Derek. He hates the place. I think the first time huh. we went, he got the flu or some creepy crud. It was just sick the entire That's time. That's not Atlantic City's fault. <laughs> I know, but it's just associated with bad memories. Because yeah. here I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm having yeah. a good time. Great seafood. Going to all these, all these places, and he was just miserable. Yeah, anyway. we, all, we all got really sick at Yellowstone, of all places, last mm-hmm. summer. And it's just like, I, have, I imagine my kids are like, oh, Yellowstone's a terrible place where you go and you get sick for five <laughs> totally days. Totally clouds yeah. of judgment, yeah. right? So uh, Milton Bradley that was then... Um, Came out with this game, and it was a runaway success. The okay. checkered game of life. Again, go look it up, and you'll see kind of what we're talking about. It looks like a checkered board with all these various spots that you land on as you with go through. With the date that the game comes out, uh-huh. 1860, right. how does the Civil War play into that? Because that must have been like... I don't know. I, I, I mean, don't that would be I the mean, central fact of your existence. Yeah. If you're living in America, I don't care if south or north, right. that would have been everything about your life yeah. for those couple of years. And yet, at the time this game comes out, like Lincoln has just been elected. Yeah. Like like the war is about to happen. Right. Everybody knows the war is about sure. to happen, but they're spending all this money on this board game. So but, it's the well, two things have got to be related in some I, way. Right? I don't I don't know how they are, but I think you're right. I just don't know how. So he sold like forty thousand right copies, and so he was hand printing these. Imagine, yeah, you know, I mean, he, it was just a runaway success. Yeah, and he, and he became a game company after that. Now most uh-huh. of his games uh, were morality driven. Okay. You know, had really moral and life lessons and stuff like that in them, just like this one did. And that kind of became the thing, became really popular mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know how, how the Civil War would I mean, it would. has to. Everything about American life must have been affected. Yeah. So it's got to be like people were craving certainty. People were craving time with their families because, right. you know, the men were off fighting the war or – Maybe there was a lot of disposable income before the war, so they spent money on things like, or maybe people started cherishing children more mm-hmm. because of the war. There's got to be some hypothesis I you could think, come up with there. I think you might be right. I mean, um, we're looking at the before, really before. I mean, it's part of the Industrial Revolution. Late 1800s yeah. is really when it's associated with it. But we have so some of the forces that are driving in the, the north. War. In the north, right. you know, we've got the mills, we've got automation uh-huh. starting, things like that. Um, I think disposable income probably did go up for most Americans. Oh, it must have, especially in the um, north. In, in the north, in rather. the north, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of morality lessons here, so mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a universal. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is necessarily for kids. I can see adults playing this because— sure. Yeah, that's um, a good question. I was thinking that that 
having these games, and we talked about this before with Catcher in the Rye. The Catcher in the Rye was sort of concurrent with the invention of the teenager, right? Mm-hmm. And that a big part of why that book works is because people were just wrapping their heads around the idea there's this phase of life where you're right. a teenager mm-hmm. and there's problems that go along with being a teenager. Right. And I think this may have coincided with sort of the invention of childhood. Like just the idea that childhood is a phase mm-hmm. that is kind of precious and like should be cherished in sure. some way. Whereas I think before that in the agricultural society, it was like, hurry up and be able to pick yeah, you know, yeah. Pick no, that's true. crops. That's you know? a good point. Childhood is just a waste of time. Well, maybe, you know? not, like, maybe not childhood, but leisure time. Leisure time as well. You know, yeah, I exactly. Think, I think there exactly. might be something to that. And I'm wondering if, how much of this was tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, that's a good question. Like, that's a good question. Like Some thing, of it's a little silly, right? Especially like Congress and politics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, like like uh, having the government contract be the way you get money. Yeah, Is that a yeah, joke? That might be a yeah, joke. That might be contract. one of these. We come across so, this all so, the time in these old works where somebody's making a joke. and we, Like we talked about with don't, Mark don't, Twain. Don't quite get and it. We don't right. even get it because yeah. we don't think they're that funny. So there's only, you know? there's only three things of value on here. There's all these different, like college is worth five uh-huh. points or whatever. Honor's worth five. How, happy, many people, happy, how many people were going to college? At that time, I know, at right? At that time, not Happy many, old right? age like, is 50. So that's, <laughs> that's the most. <laughs> so but, I'm almost there. But, but wealth is, Woo. yeah, no, wealth is 10. So wealth is the only other, it's the only, the third thing that's of value, and it's uh-huh. worth more than anything else but happy old age. And if you get a government contract, you go to wealth. Right. That leads to wealth. Yeah. So it leads to. There, there may be a joke in there, yeah. I mean, be. it's worth more than honor. Well, you know, so yeah. a government contract is worth more than honor. Think about that. Yeah, that, that reminds me of something. A government so this, contract is worth more than Congress. Which so is this five. game here, which is uh, called the game of life, okay. ends at retirement. Yes. And I'm like, that's not where life is. <laughs> right. That's not what happens at you the end. You work until life. you die? You just die. Yeah. At the end. You know, I have bad news for the people playing sure. this game. You don't just retire to the, the happy farm or whatever. It's, what is it? Millionaire mansion. Millionaire, Millionaire mansion. Millionaire mansion. Yeah. So they used to have a thing called the poor farm where you would end up, which was yeah. in was in the, uh, the old version of the game. They got rid of that. Uh, for this, that would actually like knock you out of the game. Yeah, this version you play to the end, and it just assesses well, this, this how much This looks like a got. much more friendly. Yeah, this is a lot more friendly. I'd like to see they, what the they like changed that. it for a while to um, instead of poor farm, you retired to the country to be a philosopher. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's a win condition. Like yeah. if I could retire to the country and be a, to, a, a, be a philosopher, philosopher, yeah, I didn't lose. That's, well, that's victory. You like, think back to our Marcus Aurelius episode? You'd mm-hmm. have to wear sackcloth. You'd have to sleep on the ground. Well, depending on your philosophy, well, you could be an Epicurean and true. do the exact yeah, opposite. Yeah, drink yeah, wine all day. That's and, a good point. You know, cavort with uh, nymphs and things like that. <laughs> I'd like to go back and see, is, and see the uh, see the progression of these from the '60s. Like, how did yeah. they change it? What yeah, were the yeah. changes? So I got. So I don't know if you if you got this because I got the impression that existed in the 1860s was successful and like disappeared for 80 years. I don't know what happened. In no, those. I think I because think, they, um, they were, it was a very they were tracking the evolution of the game from like 1960 to today. Right. And they mentioned the checkered board checkered game of life mm-hmm. from 1860. Right. But they didn't tell me about what happened in between. And I, I got the impression it sort of went out of print. I for well, quite I, I got some time. I got the impression because when they when they reinstated the game in mm-hmm. 1960, they were mm-hmm. like it's the 100th anniversary edition of the game of life. But yeah. I didn't get the impression there were a whole bunch of games being played between that. I think what they did though, I think they updated the squares. Okay. So I think, you know, maybe... So it was just this game for 80 years, for 100 years? I think so, years. yeah, because okay. I, think, I think the 1960 version um, created this kind of, like, path, this winding path through life that we know and love today. I mean, that's, okay. that's kind of what, what the, one of the main changes was. Uh, you still have a spinner. You had the spinner in the original. Okay. Um, you have, I think, the lessons are sort of the same. Like, you do something stupid, 
you know, it leads to ruin or whatever. You make wise decisions and you can make money and right. do well. I don't know when but they, there's a lot of risk reward here. They don't they don't have like, you know, do you choose to become a drug addict? Right. Like <laughs> you just land on it. It's just like, is it smart to buy a house or not? Right. And it's a pretty monetary sure, decision. Sure. There's nothing that's like a dead end, you know, that you would choose. It's just kind maybe of maybe they're Calvinists. Yeah. Maybe they're Calvinists. They're pre Everything's predetermined. Every, yeah. So when you land on ruin, you That's your That's just, your fate. Yeah. Huh? yeah. You know, so would that be a philosophy of life where we are yeah, like you said, like predestined to have bad things happen to us? Or is it a philosophy of life where the right choices lead to things? Because it looks like the things you land on mm -hmm. are choices, but you land on them. Yeah, so right? you, don't, you don't really have a choice. So it's like you're choice. forced yeah. into your decisions yeah. and they determine. So it's, just, it's right. I'm not, I'm pretty sure by having it be determined by the, by the spinner, mm -hmm. it's not a spinner, but whatever they used in the original one, Yeah. that yeah, it's a Calvinist view of life. <laughs> right. It's just there's no free will. Yeah. You, you just you don't you got choose, that government contract. You don't choose you to be didn't. intemperate. You That's just, right. You just are intemperate. Did you see anything in the game um, other than possibly the moral judgment on not getting married and having kids? Um, did you see anything in the game that might need to be canceled? Ooh, let's see. Other, I came across one small thing. Okay, so other than the genderifying things, right? Uh huh. Okay, so that would outside of that, you mean? Uh, yeah, other than that, yeah. Um, I don't know what. what. What was the thing that you saw? When I landed on the house square, uh -huh. one of my choices was TP. Oh. And I was like, I don't think we'd do that. I oh. think this game is maybe five years old, but I think in 2021 they just wouldn't do that. They'd wouldn't just, put like, TP down? It's it, there's, I mean, there's a value placed on the TP, which actually seems pretty high, I, yeah. I would think. I mean, I've seen people usually have like a TP in the back, like uh -huh. a lot of Native people. Uh, I don't think it's worth $100,000. Well, you know, I think, <laughs> I think living in Colorado on a TP as a hippie, is, was a thing. You can do that or a yeah. yurt. Or a yurt. Yeah, yurt. Yeah, yurt. Yurt would be, so a, would something be like that. Option, maybe, yeah. maybe that's what they mean. I yeah, know. I don't know. I, I would just maybe counsel on removing that from maybe the game. Maybe just tent. Just yeah. put tent down. A tent. Glamping. Yurt. yurt. A lot less cultural baggage in America on yurts. How so? It's not a lot of Mongols would be like offended that you're living in a yurt, you know. Yeah. I bet we could find one. Probably. Probably. <laughs> in today's age, we could You find know, I had a buddy that his first job out of law school was he went to Mongolia. He got a job to be a lawyer for a multinational corporation. He just lived in Ulaanbaatar for like two years. Wow. And it sounded dark. Yeah. It sounded really dark. Like it's super polluted and mm. obviously super cold. Not much going on. One of his friends met a girl. And I, so, the, so the Soviet era, they put these underground passageways, huge passageways that produce central heat for the whole city. Okay. And he met a girl whose family lived underground in one of these heating ducts. Wow. And married this girl that was a heating duct like vagrant. Like I was just like, that, wow. that is like something that would happen in Warhammer 40K. Like I can't, even, I can't even imagine yeah, that being that part of anyway. Insane. That is a tangent. I may cut that. Who knows? Um, I hope you don't. So did you have any surprises? What was your surprise in playing the game? Oh, uh, actually my surprise was, was on the original one and, and just seeing, okay. you know, the, the amount of... Anything um, in particular about it or just kind of what it is like as a whole no just kind of what it is i i like the concept of the checkered game of life because there's there's a lot going on there you have calvinism aside you have the fact that look and especially this is how they think in 1860 is that mm -hmm. life is difficult right yeah life um, was definitely more difficult yeah, back and then. and it's and it's checkered and good things can happen to you and bad things can happen so, to you. So, okay, so that does, okay, so checkered is not just a description of the board. Right. It is the adjective, like the negative adjective. Yeah, I think, we think, I think that's what they mean. He like has a checkered past, you it's know. good and bad. I never right. really thought about yeah. that phrase before. Because so, that checkered past doesn't mean he's all bad. 
Right. He has it a means checkered he's got past. A good, yeah. That means he's got some bad things. Yeah. The good. I never thought of that. Yeah. I always just thought it meant it was just a negative connotation. You have no, a checkered I think, past. I think it's checkered kind of past both, means yeah. you've had ups and downs and good things right. and black squares and red squares, yeah, you know, exactly. although those aren't bad in checkers anyway. Yeah. But whatever. There's nothing, you know. But I mean, these, uh, you know, it, it, I think that's, so to, to me, it was surprising how much of a play on morality it was or how much of a yeah. lesson on morality yeah. it was. Yeah, and yeah. Morality for that time. You know, right. um, however, I think I think I know he had to have been having fun with things like get a government contract yeah, and you're wealthy. So. I think there's you know? a, I think, and there's I think a, it was poking fun. A sly at, wit to that square. And the average person would probably appreciate that in 1860. Right. You know, those fat cats with their government contracts. Mm-hmm. And, the, and government contracts back then, they weren't at all like they are now. Like, you know, you're Raytheon, you get a government contract. It's one hundred billion dollars. Yeah. Back then, it was your, you know. So, as a, as a Civil War scholar of sorts, I can mm-hmm. tell you that like, government contracts were like people would get them and they would literally just sell the Union Army like a wagon full of rotted yeah. beef. Right. They were just just ripping off the yeah, government, left like, and right. Yeah. So it was uh, very different. Mm-hmm. That's why we. That's why you look at the process for government contracts today, and you're like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like that's because the Union Army bought a lot of <laughs> wagonfuls of rotted beef. That's right. why there's all these rules about this. Sure. You know, and there's a lot of guys giving things, you know, like Grant's whiskey ring after the war mm-hmm, and stuff right. like that. You know, there's a lot of people giving contracts to people that don't deserve them and stuff. So that's why we have that process. Right. You know, and I guess I'm biased because my, my father worked in that industry, the sure. like government contract industry yeah. as a lawyer. For but I'm just saying that, you know, I'm not saying that the that there is, you know, a lack of, of criminality nowadays. I'm just saying that. Oh, the, there would be. If there I, weren't rules, there absolutely would be I criminality. Think still, there probably still is, but I probably mean, just some slip the, the, the cracks, stakes yeah. are in. Much more enormous really huge, than, yeah. than they used to be. Yeah, I think the you risk know? today is less uh, sheer criminality as it is the like what Eisenhower warned about. For yeah. instance, once once you have Raytheon making hundreds of billions mm-hmm. of dollars, it's pretty hard to right. pretty hard to deal with that. It's pretty hard to see the world in any way that's not shaped by their needs. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. just as much right. as they're shaped by your needs. Right. And you're like, what do I really need this bomber? Yeah, you know, feels yeah. like I do. But then again, I'm the only th- only person. Yeah. This is uh, so another tangent. So growing up in D.C., and I don't know how much time you've spent in Washington, D.C., like riding the Metro and stuff yeah, like that. So growing up in D.C., you get on the train, there'd just be an ad for, like, an attack helicopter. <laughs> I, yeah, I and I remember, those. like, when I was growing up, I was like, yeah, you know, Dad, we should pick one up. Those look pretty cool. Like, maybe we should get one. <laughs> and it's so weird that they advertise that. And well, I had to think about it for in, years. In, in truth, they were advertising, like, Lockheed Martin. But, no. they, but the but the the image okay, was of their attack that helicopter. I get, but literally sometimes it would be an ad for the the piece of hardware. Okay. It would just be the specs of the piece of hardware and how awesome it was and wow. how many Russians it could kill. Well, and I you, mean, you, know, like, you, you never know who's on the train, right? Well, that's the, the thing. And yeah. it's not just that. It's also like, okay, yeah, there could actually be a congressman on the train mm-hmm. or somebody who's in government Pentagon procurement or something, or something like, that. like that. But it's also just kind of you want the conversation around town to involve that to, to be inspired by that, mm-hmm. right? Like the the desk workers and stuff like that right. at the Pentagon, they all walk by that every day, and there's eighty thousand. Well, of and there's them, familiarity, know? right? So when, right. when they exactly. come with when they come with their proposal about this particular attack helicopter, mm-hmm. um, they'll say, "Oh yeah, I, I recognize that." Yeah, you they know, just look favorably upon yeah, it. It's maybe. weird. It's a weird facet it's of a living weird there. system, huh? Like you don't. It's like one of the many things that you go to other cities when you grow up, and you're like, oh, yeah, not everybody has ads for aircraft carriers. <laughs> you know? right. It's just not like a thing they see. Right. So, um, so that, was, that was my biggest surprise. How about yours? My biggest surprise was the effectiveness of my strategy of staying out of college. <laughs> I okay. actually really thought that the other people, the other players never recovered from that. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of money that I earned per turn, um, which I ended up being a, an inventor, 
Mm. Which I'm like, you didn't go to college and you're an inventor? Mm. I guess that's, I guess some of these guys drop out of college. and they be, But anyway, yeah. so I was earning 80000 mm. and the doctor, my, my daughter, the doctor, was making the most, was making 130 And I'm well, like, not how much more? Pay, you only hit six paydays. That's a difference of $300,000 yeah. through the whole game. So I was like, uh, that was my intuition, and it paid out. Uh-huh. Like, I definitely was like, I'm just going to pick a well-paying non-college job, yeah. and I'm going to kill everybody. And that's exactly what happened. I, yeah. I didn't owe the money to start. You know, which barely makes up for the difference in income alone. Don't you get two paychecks before they do? Is that how Yeah, it works? you get yeah. more paychecks yeah. before they do. More things start to happen. I was way ahead. So it was almost like a done deal that I was going to hit the mansion at the end before mm-hmm. everybody. And there's a bonus of 400000 for being the first one to get there. So it was like, I was like, I, I, this is a pretty effective strategy, in other yeah. words. I, to, to when against, I looked at the to board. To play against five-year-olds. When That's I looked awesome. at, yeah, I mean, yeah. I could, seriously, I could probably beat an eight-year-old. Well, I don't know. Nine, it's, ten. My nice. son was playing. He's ten. I beat him. My wife's only two years younger than me. I took her to the house. <laughs> so I think that when I looked at the game and we sat down, it looks like Candyland, which yeah. I have never been able to discover any strategy to Candyland. I don't think there, there is. isn't one. It's literally just how it's those like cards fall out, right? Marsh- marshmallow forest right? it's or whatever. They the mean. only thing I could ever think of is that maybe when you shuffle the deck, you could cheat and put a couple of ice cream floats up top or something. <laughs> sure, and I, sure. I can't think of any way to, to, sure. to, to nudge that game in your favor. So that's why it's great for little tiny kids. But this one, there is a strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, I might want to play it more than once to judge what the strategy is, but I think that I was surprised mm-hmm. how effective non-college yeah, was, cool. in other words. I thought that was actually pretty... Uh, well, you know, and that's a... Um, pretty advanced. That's a, I'm just looking because there's a Travelocity logo like all over here. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's kind of funny. Right here and right here. Maybe they put some money in there. Jeez, I don't even recognize that as being a Travelocity. I use yeah. Travelocity all the time. See right there? Little yeah. owl thing. And that's actually still a really good, uh, you know, thought experiment is is whether college is quote-unquote worth it or not, right. Right? right? I mean, somebody like Mike Rowe uh-huh. would say, no, you don't have to go to college. You can become a welder or something like that. And yeah, it varies depending on what yeah. you want to do. Right. I mean, it really it, the, the question is... But you, is college inherently worth? Although, you know, what although, kind of degrees? It's kind of hard to put a prop. It's kind of pro, it's kind of hard to properly value a liberal arts education. Yes, because but, a person with a liberal arts education, I'm sorry to say, thinks better than other people. They, it's, they can, what, it's what you learn. There's a lot. There's a lot they that. can do. Yeah. But that that aside, you know, what's interesting is one of the options isn't just work at McDonald's for the rest of your life. You know, it's That's so. Right. So the two options are basically go to college. Or essentially have a skill or a trade or something like that, but right. but in either case, you are doing some something constructive, something needed, yeah. something that people yep. will pay for, right? Yeah. Uh, if you're you know second line cook at McDonald's in high school and you're still there at like 55, yeah. you ain't getting to that mansion. Oh, you and, know, there's no chance. It's not a question of getting to the mansion if you have children or something. Then right. Yeah, we don't get into that. The choices that you make. Yeah. People you know, we don't really get into the choices that you make. Your children are treated as events that happen to you in this game, you know, Mm -hmm. but the fact is in in the modern world, children are choices, you know, or your inability to choose your children is your choice. Yes. No, that's true. So, I mean, that's a big part of whether or not you get ahead in life. I think like there's, there's a book by Charles Murray, who's the horrible guy that, that wrote the bell curve book. But um, he also had a more interesting book that was about the growing income gap in America. And, that was one of the, he didn't, he didn't even make the point, but he's just telling the anecdotes about people. And it was like, you know, my girlfriend and I are working at Pizza Hut and we just had our third kid. And I'm like, I'll stop you right there. I right. know how this is going to turn yeah, out, man. Yeah. Like the, there's no hope for that situation. Sure. sure. You, you, but anyway, so that's, that's me being Milton Bradley and judging people's lives to some extent. Yeah. But it's also just kind of practical 
you know? No, it is. I don't even really know if it's a moral question. I don't think they're immoral for having kids, but it's like yeah. monetarily, there's no hope right. for that situation. Like you're sure. making five bucks an hour is no, yeah, it's where, not where, does it, where does this go? Where does it? Yeah, yeah. it goes. It goes bad is where yeah. it goes. So and it's just a practical thing. But anyway, so um, we'll get down off our high horse here. And uh, but it's so the view is so good. It, it is nice. It yeah. is nice. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's, it comes down to you, my it friend. Does. It does. This has been foisted upon me. It has. So the question is, what am I toasting? Clearly, I, I think this original game uh-huh. is pretty lame. Do you? The checkered game of life, I think, is the, the mechanic of it is uh-huh. just, I, I, yeah, you got to judge it by the time period, right? But I, I think so. They had the option of things, looking at things like chess that has really fascinating gameplay. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not all like. Yeah, but I think this is. You I know, like this, the concept. This, 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 this border, doesn't have a learning curve. Okay? This borders on the jumping to conclusions, Matt, from <laughs> Office Space. Like, that's about how much gameplay yeah. you is. Well, um, I mean, it's, okay. That is a terrible idea. That is a terrible idea. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, but this game. Engaged my kids. It's related to the old game, uh, and this this is one of the ones that I'm glad we have. Uh, so I would toast this All right. in terms of the if we incorporate the modern incarnation of okay. it. Oh, I wanted to tell a really dumb story sure. before before we stop. So there's an aspect of the game with a spinner, right? Where you yeah. land on it and you spin, you choose a thing, mm. and you get little little uh, tablets to put onto the right. to to choose what you want to do. So yeah. if you look at the board here, you can see not to do what my family did, which was we chose our thing and put it on the spinner mm-hmm. and then spun and all the checkers <laughs> went flying all over yeah. the room. We yeah. were like, how are we supposed to do this? And it took us like to the third game. We third time we played the game to realize that there's another one drawn onto the board, which is where you put <laughs> your checkers. So not the one that actually moves. Yeah. It's just to say there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom is all I'm saying. That's my my family is very intelligent people. Sometimes we are dopey <laughs> AF. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm toasting it. All I, right. would, I would recommend to people that this would be a good game to have around the house does provoke some conversations about the fact that babies are not just a random eventuality and they shouldn't be, uh, that, that that's not a good way to live your life. Right. And that, that, they, that uh, human lives are worth something. Yes, $50,000. $50,000 exactly. each. Yeah. Now, your yeah. wife, by the way, not worth anything. I know. Except as a gateway to getting children. Exactly. So That's uh, all it is. I don't know what we do about that. Well, your that. wife or your spouse, actually. Your spouse, yeah, right. Your that's true. That's true. It your spouse actually... is essentially a deadbeat. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. That's right. Doesn't, doesn't add any value at all. Just allows you. Wow. And it's instant. You instantly. Well, you get married, you get a gift. Yeah. You get yeah. a big cash gift when you get married. Okay. Which is like, I don't know why you don't have to give gifts to other people when they're getting. Oh, you do, don't you? That's right. You all trade money. That's yeah. right. Because I have to. Anyway. So uh, I'm toasting it. It's a fun game. I recommend it to people to all play right. with their children. Cheers. Cheers. That was a good one. Maybe not so much to play with like adult friends. That might not <laughs> be that be that entertaining. But we'll Break this out at the, uh, the party. All right, well, that does it for us. So thank you so much. Yeah, we are done. Um, Thank you so much for joining us yet again on Toasting the Classics. Next time. Next time we will be heading back to the darkest days of Scandinavia and medieval England, uh, and we will be reading Beowulf, and that is going to involve some mead. (laughs) We will be drinking mead, and we will be picturing ourselves in the halls of Hrothgar fighting Grendel. So we're going to have some fun with that, I think. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And uh, for Dave, this is uh, Clint and Toasting the Classics. Yep. Peace out. Bye. That's it for episode 16 of Toasting the Classics. For those playing along at home, head down to the nearest mead hall and get some honeyed brew for next week's episode when we'll be talking about Beowulf. Thanks to everyone who voted on the Twitter poll. For those who'd like to get in touch, send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, comments, complaints, and your ideas as to what the fat office might be. 
Check out my blog at theattractivenuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at @attractivenuisance. Our music was written by Michelle MacArthur. See you next time on Toasting the Classics. Thank you.